When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Blog Talk Radio. Canelo 
and we found out that they're trying to cut half of his money. And, and, and now there's this premier opponent language in this contract. Are we, you know, they obviously can't break the Ali Act. Some people are like, well, they should have, they should have had it where you, you force Canelo into something. Well, you can't do that here in the States. Um, not legally anyway. But anyway, we're going to get into this. Like I said, Michael Coppinger of The Athletic um, had a really in-depth uh, you know, story recently on this. We're going to kind of um, break that down, of course, um, and just, just see where this thing is going to go. It's funny. The last show I did on Tuesday, there was talks of November. Callum Smith and Billy Joe Saunders, like, they had already met halfway. They had already kind of figured that out. Let's go into it. And remember, they have a tentative agreement for next May if the fans can come back with Golovkin and Canelo. The money's spelled out and everything. Because Coppinger, and I believe, was it Raphael? I can't remember who else. But remember, right around the Showtime uh, announcement of their fall fights, there was that little Coppinger put out a story, and he said, well, they've already worked out the money. So he's already agreed to Golovkin fight. So it's kind of it's all over the place. Not only that, but he agreed to it this year after what most thought was going to be Billy Joe Saunders. So we're going to dig into this stuff. Like I said, it was an interesting uh, story that broke not long ago. I wanted to talk about it. It is a little bit in-depth of a subject, so I figured why not just make a little show about it? It's not going to be a two-hour show or anything like that. I got stuff to do. You got stuff to do. Um, I normally don't hit you guys up with two full shows, but a little bit different this week. Before we get into it, though, if this is your first time listening to the Rope It Up Radio podcast, welcome. It streams live right here on blogtalkradio.com forward slash rope it radio it streams live at archives it's basically the headquarters if you're here for boxing cool that's how we started the channel we do have football and basketball just so you know however you don't have to just listen to the show on blog talk by downloading it right on blog talk or listen to it in the browser you can find the rope it radio podcast on apple podcast you can find it on iHeartRadio, player fm tune in stitcher really all across the board also part of the gruelingtruth.com, the sports, uh, actually the Grueling Truth Sports Podcast Network, which can be found everywhere, including Spotify. And while you're at it, this is what I meant to say, you can go head on over to the gruelingtruth.com. That's the gruelingtruth.com. It's football, it's boxing, it's basketball, it's baseball, it's everything in between. And one more thing before we get knee deep into this Canelo versus Oscar versus DeZone gridlock show. Um, I got something for you. I use it myself. It's called AT&T TV now. It's live streaming cable. Uh, you can try the seven-day free trial. Um, there's no annual contracts. Once you sign up, the plans start as low as $55 a month. You can stream it anywhere. They have the cloud DVR. And HBO Max is actually a 30-day free trial. You can sign up right now. There is another deal layered into this. If you get the AT&T TV now Max deal, that includes HBO Max. And it gives you one free month of Showtime. Showtime is $11 regular at this moment. So anyway, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. You know, it's funny. We've heard about this drama for quite some time. Last Mexican Independence Weekend, um, mid-September, somehow, some way, (laughs) 
through just really ignorant moves. I mean, the Derevchenko purse bid, you knew in order to secure the purse bid, you were going to have to bid like $40 million anyway, right? You were going to have to bid a lot of money just to get it. And I'm talking about the IBF strap that uh, Canelo got off Jacobs last or two Mays ago, I suppose, right? So you knew that he was going to make some money. And, and, you know, I'm not going to go over the story of they overpaid a bunch of people. We knew this was going to be a problem. This is just basic business 101 if you get your fanboy stuff out of it. And, you know, you set the market. You negotiate what you get, and that kind of falls suit right into that. Um, and, of course, with the pandemic, the, the zone got hit harder than other networks as far as uh you know they lost a bunch of their subscribers if not all of them almost all of them right and i subscribe back now of course uh late july when they first started showing cards and i'm like all right well i'm getting uk stuff so i'm happy as a hardcore fight fan but you know i understand there is a pandemic thing situation for them but they don't get money off the gate you know what i mean golden boy and uh, Canelo are actually the ones that are going to make less money on this on this fight right now. It's actually not necessarily zone because they don't they make money off of them on there, of course. And, and of course, you know we knew thirty five mil a fight wasn't going to work. And actually, as we found out not long ago, it's forty mil. We were always wondering where did that opponent money come from. And then a couple of months ago, a couple of people came out. Uh, and reported that it's 40 mil. Um, my point is, it's like, so why are you cutting his money so extreme if you don't get his gate money anyway? I know you're just trying to save some money. I get that. And I don't know. There, there's just a lot of detail that we're going to get into. I'm kind of all over the place right now. But it's just crazy, dude. It's crazy. And this, there's a couple of items, like I said, the contract thing, the fact that Canelo doesn't have a contract actually with the zone is crazy. However, the fact that Golden Boy does, and it's through, and, and Canelo is with Golden Boy, does that give him an out if he is in this stalemate that he's not going to be able to get out of? Now, I don't think he should try to get out of this contract per se right this second because, hey, who else is going to give him 35 mil or even – 25 or 30 million a fight. Let's say he takes less, which has been now reported too. We'll get into that in a second. It sounds like Canelo is actually willing to take a cut, just not half, right? So um, that really blows my mind, but that could help him in the long run. Um, but look at some of this, just some of this, like I said, this Coppinger, the athletic. Um, it's pretty crazy. You know, we all know the five-year deal with the zone. Like I said, 17 uh, a year for Golden Boy. Those are separate from Canelo events. It's kind of a combo deal, and that was what basically got the lawyers talking instead of actually Canelo talking to Oscar and, and Gomez and, and, and company over there um, because they're like, wait a second, you got a deal out of this? Well, it's even deeper in my opinion now. Because Canelo doesn't even have – no wonder they were just surpassing the zone and going right to the lawyer of the owner of the whole company. Um, but, yeah, we, when you look at it, um, they Golden Boy promised to deliver at least two Canelo events annually 
with one against a premier opponent. Now, here's the kicker, okay? Um, and deemed as such at DAZN's sole discretion. So they can tell you what a, a, a premier opponent is. So, um, and he even asked just, just who qualifies as a premier opponent, you know, in today's back boxing landscape. And one of the examples was obviously Golovkin. Well, like I said, it sounded like before the pandemic that they had a deal for September, right? And they were going to fight Billy Joe Saunders. That's what it sounded like. Okay. So he had kind of already agreed to that. And then once, you know, the pandemic fully hit, not that long ago, as I mentioned, they already worked a deal for next Cinco de Mayo. They got the money figured out and everything. So Canelo is giving them the Golovkin fight as long as, obviously, they can, you know, make a gate, a live gate off the situation. You can't really ask them to do that fight when it was, what, 27 was it 27 mil and 23 mil or something like that? You're obviously going to wait around and uh, wait for that bigger money. I mean, that, that's, that seems like an obvious. So it's just weird that he's already said, all right, dude, that's the fight you want. I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. So that's a premier uh, opponent. But they, don't, they didn't deem Jacobs Kovalev. They don't deem Callum Smith, Billy Joe Saunders, Andre. Charlo, well, maybe they do. I don't know. Maybe that's in there. I don't know. But they, I, I don't know what they were thinking when they signed this long-term deal. If you think Golovkin is only the premier guy, and that's it, besides a, a Mayweather, or I guess we're going to start walking down this road, <laughs> Oscar De La Hoya. You know, maybe that's why Oscar sees the situation he's in, and he's trying to salvage it. And he's been talking about this come back and he's been saying, well, I want to make sure I don't get injured. I want to make sure I do it the healthy way. It started out with just getting in shape and all that. Maybe deep down, that's actually what it's about to save his deal. Because obviously if this deal folds, it's going to be tough for golden boy to keep, you know, Canelo. And if they lose Canelo, good luck. I mean, don't get me wrong. They have other prospects. That's not the point. Some people are saying, well, Matchroom, or not Matchroom, but the zone could claim bankruptcy. Would that be their, you know, I don't think their whole, you know, they're worldwide. They're, they are doing good in Japan and other places. So would that mean just their, their base here, the zone USA product that they've given us with Golden Boy mostly in, in Matchroom? So it's kind of all over the place, but, you know, if some of these fights – like Chavez Jr., before he looked really bad against Jacobs, would have that have been a premier fight? I doubt, I mean, I guess so. But look at when I say after the Jacobs fight, it's really after the Cadello fight because not too many people are going to want to see that for a second time considering what happened in the ring a couple of years back. But when you say premier opponent, do you really mean Mayweather? And imagine in a courtroom saying, hey, Mayweather's not even – on this platform, you know what I mean? Like the only premier guy you got on the platform is Golovkin. That's it. That, that's all. So to pay him 35, really 40 million a fight, it, it never really lined up anyway. I mean, Floyd didn't even get that kind of money. And remember, 
people never talk about this barely, but the gate was involved with the deal. I remember Espinosa more than once on Twitter said, when, talking about the Madonna and stuff, when that was like a 15 or $16 million gate or something like that. And he's like, you know, the gate money just doesn't go away. It's a, it's a whole deal. You know what I mean? So if, if we're a little short, we do get some of that money. So I don't know, dude. I haven't seen anywhere where it says just zone gets a, a large portion of the gate. Canelo and Golden Boy get that part. So this whole premiere thing, you know, are you think are you talking about some people mentioned some UFC fighters, McGregor and whatnot? That would be a crossover fight. Well, yeah, of course it would. But did you think that's what happier fights were going to be? Golovkin, Mayweather, McGregor. I mean, it, it still possibly could happen with the right money, of course. But it just it just doesn't line up. It's just like that's what you were expecting. So were you just vaguely trying to get some subs off Canelo and then see what happens? And we don't even know all of the language of this deal. Because remember, with Eddie Hearn and Matchroom USA, which actually DAZN owns half of that, which is really weird. The network in this case, the streaming platform, but really the network, owning part of a promotional company. I don't know how that's not an Ali act, but... Uh, a violation, but it's crazy that, you know, just to finish what I was saying, we heard rumors about that eight-year deal, but we heard that it was a two-year deal, and if you lived up to certain numbers or whatever, subs and whatnot, then you could get the rest of the deal. We heard heard about that. We don't know if that's true or not. You know, Coppinger also said on the BoxingVoice.com, by the way, or not .com, but at the Boxing Voice, uh, Nest and company did a really good interview with them. And he mentioned like that deal is actually more, Hey, we got this amount of money earmarked and we'll doyle it out to you. Basically it's not going to be, you have 120 million just to spend that, whatever you want to do. We have to okay it um, and whatnot. But what, I mean, Daniel Jacobs was one of the best middleweights at the time. He had shown up really well against the Lovekin when a lot of folks hadn't prior to that. Um, and that was before he fought Canelo, right? And then, you know, he, he beat Derevchenko, which a lot more people respect Derevchenko now off of that Golovkin fight last fall. So, and it was a unification. And then Kovalev, who actually has one of the biggest name, if not the biggest name, none of them have big name. That's the whole point. But if you want to look at who's been on, you know, HBO for all that while, Name recognition is my point. Yeah, sure, the Ward and, and Kovalevs were on pay-per-views. They didn't do above 200000 But still, semi-casual fans at least know Kovalev or had a good chance of seeing him is my point. And so he's somewhat of a name within boxing is my point. And so if those aren't premier opponents, I don't know what would be. So that that's really vague, and you, you, no wonder zone having this language in there is, is putting on the brakes. Like you guys haven't lived up to it, but Canelo has got to be sitting back here. Like, wait, what's going on? You know, like, and, and I really don't know why he didn't have somewhat of a separate deal. That seems crazy. But then again, if he's tied to Canelo or, you know, if Canelo's tied to, uh, to golden boy, then golden boy has a say in that. So, 
I guess now that I think about it, it does make sense that it was that way. It just, it was always told to me and said in public to, you know, by many of reporters that usually do pretty good sources wise, that that was an individual deal. I didn't realize that he doesn't have paperwork. Now, can that, like I said, oops, can that get out of, can he get out of the deal based off that? You know, I think it's a fair question. Because he's like, wait a second, you know, they got me in a corner. Now, that's if they're not going to pay him that $35 million anymore. You know, if they're not going to own up to the contract. Well, they, they put language in the contract, so maybe they could fight that. And we all know who has the bigger pocket for, you know, a lawsuit. But, yeah, to, to say you're going to cut half, $17.5 million for Callum Smith, it's like, so he's got to take half the money? Uh, I, I, why would it, that's, it's a guaranteed contract. What, you know, that, that's, that's the one that really makes you scratch your head because that, that is a quality opponent. And that's what people are kind of freaking out now on ESPN Deportes, Chava from ESPN Deportes is reporting that Canelo wouldn't accept the 50%, the full pay, half pay cut, I should say. But it sounds like he was willing to, Meet him at 30%. So take a 30% pay cut for Smith and Billy Joe. Now, 30% is still overpaying, but that's your problem. <laughs> the zone is the one who put out that 35 mil a year, 40 mil with the opponent. So, you know, it's like, wow. So the report is, now I don't know if that's a 100% fact, but it sounds like, you know, there hasn't been too much fighting it lately since I've heard that over the last day or so. So now you've got Canelo already moving down on money. I mean, doing the fight, he's going to lose like $6 million something at the gate. Golden Boy and him split that. So he's already losing money. He's willing to take a 30% cut. You know, like I said, you're the one who signed this contract. So... I don't know, man. It's pretty kind of – it's crazy. It's crazy. But they did sign the Lubk into that six-fight deal. It's 18 months later, like he said. And there still is no fight, you know, like basically. um, Here it is. The agreement sources said use Golovkin as an example as a premier opponent. Furthermore, De La Hoya and company verbally expressed per sources that Canelo and GGG would be easy enough to finalize if Canelo indeed – signed to the platform. Now, obviously, the first wave, like last year, basically, there was an issue there. But since then, in this year, it sounds like, like I mentioned, that, you know, Canelo agreed to fight the Lubkin. So that wouldn't be his next fight, but after that, as long as, you know, as long as they can have fans in there. So, it's just, it's, this is a, details that you're just like what the fuck is going I, I just don't understand how that could not be I don't know how how that could not be a premier you know premium opponent I mean it just doesn't seem like you how could you give him what's he have eight more fights left eight more at 40 I mean to me it sounds like they're like you know what we tried this isn't working Let's play hardball for one. And they have, as a company to zone, 
We've talked about this, well-documented, that they've maneuvered some leadership roles, and they've also talked about non-live, you know, uh, programming, not the live stuff, but just non-live that they, you know, that they want to have some more shoulder programming. And they've also, you know, divested in some stuff and then, you know, put more money towards a different soccer league like they did in Asia. They, I think it was, was it Southeastern Asia or something that, that league, they, they let, you know, they let go of the contract, but then double up for German soccer. So, you know, it is what it is. Like, I'm not saying the company's going to fold, but maybe they're like, you know what, if we're really going to, you know, they're already trying to raise a billion dollars. If they can save a couple hundred million here, go, I mean, maybe they're just like, screw it. Let's do this. Let's get them that huge money for Glovin next and then move on. You know, that could be it. That could be it. You know, there's a lot of ways to look at this. Could this be a courtroom battle? Yeah, I really think it could be. And, you know, with that language, they could get out of it. Maybe. The zone I'm speaking of, Golden Boy, they don't want out of it, I don't believe, you know. And Canelo's stuck in a situation where it's not really a buyout situation. I've seen that on Twitter. I've seen, you know, a couple other folks say that. Well, you could just buy out. Yeah, but eight, eight, you know, eight fights, 40 million a fight, that's, that's hard to buy out of. You know what I mean? I don't think there is a buyout clause. I don't think this is me speculating, but that's a lot of money to buy out. So, but then again, like I said, he doesn't have paperwork to zone with the zone. So he can't really say, well, the zone's doing me wrong because golden boys do, you know, ultimately have done him wrong then because they're the ones who made this agreement. They're the ones that got money per year for separate events, non Canelo events based off of Canelo most. I mean, they got Virgil Ortiz, they got Ryan Garcia. You know, it, that's a positive, no doubt about it. Especially Ryan Garcia, his potential is huge. And Virgil Ortiz is pretty damn solid as well as far as potential, not earnings, you know, and subscribers. But it's just a mess, dude. It's really a mess. I, I can't believe that it's actually come to this, but I kind of can because of the money thing. You know what I mean? And maybe, like I said, they're going to raise some money, then they're going to save some money here in the long term, and they're going to make a run, you know, at one of these other sports. You know, that, that could be the situation. Now, here's something else that kind of makes it kind of interesting. You know, we knew, like, the bidding rights uh, were coming up for some NFL content and some other sports, too. But, like, the red zone package, you know what I mean? Um Basically, actually, the NFL just announced not long ago, uh, NFL Media and YouTube TV today announced a new carriage agreement to bring, and this is just the 2020 NFL season, but to bring, this might be like, hey, we're just going to check it out, because a lot of times the package to watch all the games for NFL is on direct TV, but they're losing subscribers, so they're going to probably go someplace else to get a television. 
But here it is to bring the NFL network in. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. NFL Red Zone, which is huge amongst fantasy, obviously, to YouTube TV subscribers for the 2020 NFL season. So right now, YouTube TV, YouTube TV's 10.99 month sports plus tier includes the Red Zone, Fox College Sports, Fox Soccer Plus, uh, Gold TV, Mav TV, Stadium, and TVG. Uh, the rest of their sports networks are available with an extra tier. So, obviously, that's a, a track run. Like, hey, let, let's let's take a look at this. You know what I mean? Um, because we know that 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 type of programming, the package in general, is going to be, you know, is going to be available next year. So, um, I don't know, man. It's 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 kind of crazy. Um, that that kind of that plays into it, and maybe they're like I said, they're just getting their their war chest filled back up, and they're going to make a run at some of these sports. Um, but you know they're going to have competition, obviously, from every which way. So this one really, this one kind of just it, it surprises me. I'm pretty damn surprised here. Um, any other details here? Uh, to lose out on substantial money, though, they're talking about the Canelo uh, Golovkin 3 Golden Boy, perhaps by 2020 or 2021, the pandemic would be good to go. Um, but yeah, I mean, in the meantime, Canelo turned back Smith, who passed on him in May. Um, he and Golovkin, or he and Golden Boy share the gate revenue, blah, blah, blah. Um. The pitch to DAZN was simple. Golden Boy presented itself as the best boxing promoter in the world, which was not correct. And uh, obviously, Canelo, though, being such a huge star. And they said, well, hey, we even made Chavez Jr. surpass that million mark and whatnot. And, and, and they were going to kill the pay-per-view market. Remember, that was their first commercial run. Another thing that kind of irked them here. Um, it says one comment in particular from Golden Boy. And by the way, 503, I'm going to go to you in just a little bit here. One comment in particular for Golden Boy, President Eric, uh, Eric Gomez seemed to underscore the growing friction between the parties and DAZN's DeZone. um, belief that Golden Boy is an unwilling partner. This is uh, Gomez and, um, with ESPN in July. Ex- uh, Gomez explained that there was, a, there was less urgency than usual to uh, uh, announce an Alvarez next fight since there was no tickets, obviously. So here it goes. This is what Gomez said. 
So that helps. We can announce the next fight even a month out. It's the same with pay-per-view. You want to start early. The earlier you start, the better marketing, and you can promote the, the better to market and promote the event. So that kind of is like, oh, so the next one's just like whatever, just announce it anytime. His own officials uh, were perturbed that Gomez seemingly acknowledged that there was less uh, promotion with no pay-per-view push. Um, and we could just do it a month in advance and whatnot. But what about subscribers, you know, that the zone relies on and Golden Boy is supposed to rely on too. Um, the streaming service, obviously, you know, hemorrhaging subscribers, stateside and whatnot. So um, let me see here. So the zone countered with a pay cut for Canelo. Frustration. Why was why was this DAZN's problem officially at the platform? Wondered Golden Boy had the opportunity to stage a third fight with fans many times before. I don't know about many times, but they did have a chance last last year. Obviously, Golden Golden Boy never had. They never got his approval, and we remember that part um, last year. So DAZN countered with the pay cut to Canelo, a tactic used to show Golden Boy the deal isn't working without marquee events. The platform holds leverage beyond Alvarez's next fight. Officially, officials have been slow to greenlight other Golden Boy events, too. Just like when Linares and Fortuna fell out, there was no replacement, even though it sounded like there was some potential for a quality one. They just canceled it, and there there really isn't many fights scheduled. Well, there's no fights officially scheduled, um, but we know about a couple, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know where this is going to go, and that's what makes me think there is potential for a courtroom battle here because what in the world is a premier, you know, opponent beyond Golovkin? It just really doesn't exist except for, you know, it was the zone being foolish too. Now, I understand that Golden Boy haven't lived up to their side of this language, right? But it is pretty vague language. So, um, I don't know, man. But here is a funny clip of DAZN, uh, you know, at their, not of DAZN, but, you know, one of the, the main dudes there for DAZN USA um, with Matchroom and whatnot through DAZN USA. They're talking about the, this is last year with Jacobs and Canelo. And, you know, we talk about premier events and premier opponents and whatnot. Um, just take a listen. Pretty funny. The zone is here, doing what we said we'd do, having firmly established our business at the heart of American boxing. And let's be clear: on any other platform, this fight would be a pay-per-view fight—eighty, ninety, maybe even a hundred bucks. It, Jacobs or Kovalev wouldn't have been a hundred, by the way. But keep going. But instead of making this fight available for a hundred bucks, we're making an entire year worth of fights available for a hundred bucks with our annual pass. If we break that down for the value we're offering, week on week, month on month, our subscribers are being treated to great events with interesting narratives. And none of those fights embody that description better than this weekend's main event between uh, Canelo and Kovalev. This is a hugely important week for the sport of boxing, a hugely important night for, for the zone and our biggest fight that we've put on to date in the United States. It's one thing for a fighter to jump up two weight classes, but it's a completely different kettle of fish for that fighter to jump up two weight classes and challenge the biggest name in that division. But Canelo, as we all know, is not your typical fighter. His drive to continually seek out new challenges is truly admirable. 
a little more than 10 months in his relationship with his own. Canelo has fought three times on his own, and we have to say, as the biggest draw in boxing, we, we couldn't ask for a better partner. So thank you, Sarah. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we really appreciate it. So, yeah, I mean, obviously that's not the billionaire dude who, you know, supplies money to the company, of course, who now is, you know, trying to raise some money to the tune of a billion dollars to pay some of these licensing fees that they owe as a company, but really they also will owe, you know, as a company, I'm talking about worldwide, but also, you know, that they're going to owe right here um, to what they have on their contract. Good love, Ken. Making a ton of money and obviously saving Canelo. So I just I figured it was a long enough segment, and next week is going to be a little bit shorter of a show because of the schedule thing. So I figure why not? I mean, why not come in here? I'm going to go ahead and head out to uh, Portland and see. Actually, let me make sure he's ready, um, real quick, just to make sure so I don't catch him off guard. Um, as far as there is some news out there that uh, just minor news here that we'll talk about. Eddie Hearn has revealed on uh, to IFL TV um, that Alexander Povekin and Dillian White, the rematch is planned for November 14th or November 21st in London. He also added that Huey Fury and David Allen will be on the undercard. So they are just jumping right back into that. Dillian White is already like training once a day just to keep, the weight off and stay sharp. Um, man, after a knockout like that, I know he's not sparring. You know, I get that part. But it seems like, wow, maybe you want to take a little bit more break than that. But, hey, he said he's feeling good, whatever it is. A uh, fight between uh, Jaime Munguia and Torino Johnson is being discussed for October on zone. Sources tell the athletic this is from Coppinger. Uh, would be Mungia's first test at 160 Johnson. This is what uh, Coppinger says, a tough, rugged gatekeeper, and is coming off the stoppage win over Quigley. Um, October 24th is the potential date for that um, fight. Um, what else we got here? Portland, uh, how you doing there? I just texted you. You doing good here? Here's some interesting news. Uh, Dante Stubbs, Victor Rodriguez suspended nine months by the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission following positive drug test. This is Jake Donovan, the boxing scene, the success enjoyed in the bubble by Deontay Stubbs, or Dante Stubbs and uh, Victor Rodriguez no longer exists. Both boxers will or were issued nine months suspension along with seeing their summertime victory stripped away, uh, of course, by the uh, monthly agenda meeting. Uh, I think it was remote uh, location uh, Thursday. Also, Forrest. I believe that heavyweight Forrest is involved with that as well. Um, I'm going to try to go out to Portland here in a second. Otherwise, I'm going to shut this show down because um, I don't want to hold you guys too much. But I do want a second show this week. I don't want to take up too much of your time. Here's some pretty good news for a guy who's trying to climb the contender uh, ladder at welterweight uh, boots Jaron Ennis boots uh, sources claim this is from Rollins uh, he will face Juan Carlos Abreu or Abreu uh, in the opener 
of the Showtime Special Edition triple header headlined by Erickson Lubin and Ter- uh, Terrell Gauthier, uh, Gauthier uh, September 19th. Um, you know, he he's fought, he's, he's gotten the distance with like maybe four or five solid dudes. So I like that because, you know, Boots has been knocking a lot of people out. So why not, um, you know, why not do it? You know, why not see if he can knock them out and get some more rounds and, and just get, you know, some more TV time. So that that's a that's a good sign. All right, I'm going to go ahead. We're going to close the show with Portland 503. What's going on, Portland? How you doing, man? Yo, yo, what up, what up, Chris? I'm doing good, bro, here in uh, beautiful uh, sunny Oregon for the for the one month of sun that we have left here, and then after that shit, it's all rain. So, <laughs> but yeah, man, just uh, enjoying this last uh, enjoying this last bit of sun that we're gonna have. Uh, it's a little heat wave going on, but uh, I'm just enjoying it for the moment. But uh, how's everything, Chris? How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good. I've actually really been focused the last couple of weeks on doing exactly what you just said uh, because our <laughs> yeah. rain, you know, it turns into snow in November. So yeah, we're trying to do the <laughs> same thing, man. We're doing, we're doing pretty good. You know, I did this special show randomly called Canelo versus Oscar versus the zone. The title reads gridlock over contract. You know, what the hell? He's already missed two straight Mexican independence weekend, which is just, Bullshit for the sport, bullshit for Mexican and Mexican-Americans, bullshit for casuals, bullshit for Canelo. It's like, what the hell, dude? People are purposely not scheduling stuff, you know, on this weekend because we know it's his month. Um, So you can kind of uh, read into that and and give your opinion. But first, I would like your opinion on some fights that's happened recently uh, a lot of people had to say a lot about Jose Ramirez and his tight victory over Victor Postal. You can talk about whatever you like, but before we get into some of this subject here, would you like to talk about a variety of other things you do have, you know, over 10 minutes before we got to shut it down? So you got plenty of time. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, let's start with the Ramirez. Uh you know, that that fight I was really looking forward to. Um I, I like Ramirez. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. Obviously he's Mexican. Uh I gotta support my own. Um, you know, he was very he was in there with a, a dangerous opponent in my opinion, uh Victor Postal. Um I the I mean the guy's he's only he really only had one loss before this one, right? Uh with uh, Terrence Crawford. Uh so you know, the seeing you know, seeing both fights, uh a Crawford fight and uh uh Ramirez fight, you know, it was very interesting to see uh who did it better. I think in my opinion, my honest opinion, um I think uh, Crawford did do it a little bit better, just more cleaner, not getting hit, um, not really, uh, not much of uh, you know coming forward like Ramirez. But Ramirez made it a show. Uh, I, what can I say? Should Ramirez, this was a beautiful uh, Saturday Saturday night uh, main event. Um, uh, it would have been better for with the crowd definitely because it just you know what I mean because Ramirez brings out the crowd and the Mexican fans. Uh, but it was a dope fight. It was it was a great, excellent fight from uh, beginning uh, beginning to start uh, beginning to end. Um, I did think I didn't think you know in my honest opinion I didn't think it was that close uh, of a fight. There's there's a few moments where uh, uh, I believe Postal did land a few shots, but I think in my honest opinion I think Ramirez um, won not won by like just kind of more of a a, a landslide just because I saw him landing the better shots, landing the 
uh, better shots to the body, uh, always shooting a, a pretty uh, nice jab to the head, always left hooks. And if you saw at the end of that fight, uh, Postal's, <laughs> Postal's face looked like he got in a fight. Uh, Ramirez looked pretty, you know, pretty good. He got hit a few times, but not not much of a not. He didn't look anything like Postal, right? But um, but I, in my honest opinion, uh, Ramirez did uh, really good in this fight. Uh, can't wait to see uh, what's up with him next. Uh, hopefully, they can make that uh, Taylor fight. But uh, if they can't, hopefully, uh, maybe he can move up. Uh, maybe maybe move up. Uh, who knows? Uh, you know, he, it's interesting where he's at right now. Maybe he he could get maybe a Crawford fight, which is pretty cool. You know what I mean? That could happen. Um, well, the signs uh, are going to Josh Taylor to unify the division, have a lineal guy at the at the division. Taylor has okay, a fight so against someone he should win against, but that that's the plans before they move him up. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- that'd be dope, man, if they do that fight, because um, we all saw Taylor be, uh, win that, uh, uh, what's that, uh, the, the Muhammad Ali trophy and, uh, you know, that uh, prestigious award. Uh, so, you know, I'm down. You know, that that fight is interesting. Um, um, you know, I can't wait to see that one. But as far as, do you see it happening this year, Chris? Like, probably not this year, sometime next year? Uh, yeah, I mean, they've talked about December, but I think that's, I think that's probably too too close. I think it'll be January, mm-hmm. February, something like that. Just because Taylor does have a fight and he, he he needs to turn around time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and also too, man, if I could add, um, with this Ramirez win, man, um, this is just me. This is my honest opinion. This is just me talking. <laughs> but uh, every time, you know, uh, Robert Garcia, um, you know, the his trainer, uh, whoever his fighter is, man, I, I always I always back up uh, Robert Garcia and his fighters. Uh, um, and especially when, you know, he's against Freddie Roach. Uh, I don't know. There's the, Freddie Roach and, you know, uh, there's a few things that he said in the past, um, you know, that, that, yeah, that uh, kind of, uh, yeah, and you know what I mean? That soured me uh, to him. Um, I, I don't back up Freddie Roach fighters. So every time they lose, uh, I feel happy. So Ramirez got this one, and this is a win for us, man. And I just want to I just want to gloat a little bit because that's, you know, that means, Shit, man! Every time they get a win over uh, Freddie Rhodes, it's just a, it's just a huge victory. You know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, man. As far as that, it, it was dope. The, the 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 fight was dope. And also, too, man. Um, if I can recommend, uh, if you got the, if you could listen to it, listen to it in Spanish and Espanol, go ahead and do that, man. I can't, like, again, I can't stand the ESPN dudes. The uh, the the what's that? Whatever the Bradley Ward or whatever the you know all the other dudes like I just can't stand them like the Spanish is just beautiful. They're talking about the fight. They're not over hyping these guys like like Timothy Bradley when the, I saw the uh, what's his name uh, Felix Verdejo fight and this dude could not stop talking for one whole the the round that that lasted the uh, Verdejo fight dude this dude could not stop talking about his jab. He's got the most beautiful stiff jab in the lightweight division. <laughs> you know beautiful jab just. Jab, jab, beautiful jab. Like, dude, shut up. And then the, the dude, it's just insane how they let they allow these guys to, I don't know, to commentate for, I don't know, whatever, man. If you like the American broadcast, go ahead. But they're annoying as hell to me. Um, I'll rather listen to it in British if I can. <laughs> but uh, to me, in Espanol, está bien. Uh, I'll always listen to it in Spanish. Now I can't, you know what I mean? Like, I, even though I like the PBC, the PBC I could still listen to in English. Uh, I got no problem with them. It's just that the ESPN guys are just really cringeworthy, man. Just. I can't. Uh, they're just. I, they're just terrible, man. <laughs> but but anyways, as far as that, that was a dope card. Um, uh, we got Ugas this weekend. Can't wait to see that one. Uh, hopefully, Terence Crawford is watching to see uh, what are, how a real welterweight fights. Um, because that's a, that's an opponent that I want in my my honest opinion before any uh, 
PBC fighter. I would like uh, Terrence Crawford to go in there with Ugas because uh, I, I believe they have a little bit of history in the amateurs. Um, so that that's just my honest opinion. Before that would uh, be a good like fight. if yeah that that's that's my fight that I want man because Ugas Ugas has proven himself too. man. Mm-hmm. You know, it yeah, wouldn't have and, to be a big pay-per-view. It would be affordable, so it's a makeable fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hopefully they can make it, man. But Crawford, Crawford is still, is still, he's still in his own lane. Like, he's uh, he's obviously, in my opinion, he's not in the driver's seat. Um, You know, Bob, uh, his matchmakers are all uh, putting him in uh, with the fighters they want to see him in with. Uh, So, I don't know, whatever. Uh, But if they can make that fight uh, – with uh, Uga sometime in the future, man, I, I'm I'm looking forward to that, uh, big time. And also too, well, we got Erickson Lubin this weekend too. So uh, you know, uh, we we, uh, we all remember him getting knocked weeks. out. Oh, that's not that's this not for a couple. That's the night. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, okay, my bad. Oh, it's all good. Well, I thought it was this weekend. All right. So yeah, but anyways, uh, but anyways, yeah. As far as uh, you know, you're talking uh, Canelo, uh, the the Canelo situation. You know. <laughs> Man, uh, that sucks, man. I, I got to I got to hear an interview with uh with another uh another outlet, and uh, they were talking about uh, that dude uh, Coppinger, I believe his name is, and he yeah. explained that yeah. he he was explaining to like you know like it's funny how they they he said a premier fighter that the zone was willing willing to accept right. was Masvidal, and right, and I was like, what the fuck? And you know, in in my honest opinion, that's the fight that, in all honesty, Canelo should have gone for. I mean. Like, uh, whatever Canelo does after whatever his opponent is, people are always going to shit on him. Um, and, and in my opinion, just take the, he should have just taken this MMA dude because, I mean, the zone would have paid him. Um, and not only but that, that but he would have just fucking. It wasn't oh, offered. Wasn't offered? There wasn't a fight that okay. negotiated. He was just giving examples of what they look at as a oh, okay. premier opponent Golovkin, Mayweather, Oscar, even, right? Maybe this is part of why Oscar's coming back. Because he's like, well, I'm going to fight him then. Or I'm a premier man. That'll get me to, I don't know. But uh, here's yeah. the weird thing, though, that, like, on that interview, talking about the boxing boys, dude, they literally, now we know from this uh, article that he doesn't even have a deal paperwork with the zone, Canelo. It's okay. actually through Golden Boy. Golden Boy. So it's even yeah. more messed up. We knew Golden Boy got a deal off of the heels of Canelo, of course, you know. But mm-hmm. it, 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 that even adds a layer to it. But, yeah, that premiere thing, it's like, dude, how could, you know, Mayweather's a premiere, sure, but he's not fighting. Like, who else would be mm-hmm. premiere? It doesn't even line up. <laughs> and, dude, from 60 to 75, then, there's no premiere fighters. Or why the hell did you sign him to this deal? And this might yeah. get ugly. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely gonna get ugly, man. With the, um, in the courts, right? Uh, it definitely, man. It's just, it's a, it's a shitty situation for Canelo. I don't, you know, in my honest opinion, I always thought the eleven fight deal was a was a bad idea. I would have done, um, either a fight by fight basis or a two uh, three fight uh, kind of deal. That eleven fight deal is is in a, it's an astonishing number uh, for a, a amount of fights, right? Uh, for one network. Um, but the the amount of money that they were throwing is shit, man. I mean, anybody would be uh, ready to sign right. on the dotted line, right? But, um, but uh, that's but, what but, makes but, it so hard yeah. not to sign, you know? Right? Yeah. But I mean, at the end of the day, you don't want to be owned. You know what I mean? Eleven fights is eleven fucking fights, man. And 
And you know what I mean? And, and, and it's always like, you know, because it was such a brand new network, too. So they weren't business oriented. Like they knew the insides of boxing, what it what boxing is really about. Like, I don't know if they thought this was like uh, like where fighters always fight the best time, to, like every other like every fight. You know what I mean? But it's, it doesn't work that way. Right. It's not a as this is not the NFL. This is not NBA. So it's like they're not always constantly fighting the best. But uh, but I, but the zone, well, I don't know, that, like, I, like I said, yeah. So, uh, you know, as far as that, man, you know, I would love for Canelo just to be back on pay-per-view, man, too, man. That just that would be better. But uh, but I don't know. He is con- he is binding to the contract, which sucks. But we'll see, man. I'm, I'm sure Canelo could afford the best uh, attorney, attorneys. And uh, maybe he'll have to sit a, a little bit, uh, uh, you know, he'll have, to, he'll have to sit away um, on the bench for a little bit like Ward did. Hopefully we don't right. have to see that. Maybe he, could, maybe he could just fight the fights that they want him to fight and then just win them and just fight out of the contract. That would be the best scenario, uh, but I don't know, man. I really don't know about these uh, these contract situations and everything. But it, 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 it is it is a shitty situation. But <laughs> but if yo if if, if Oscar De La Hoya is serious, man, lose the weight, make the premier fight happen, man. Get Canelo out of this yeah. shit, man. Because bro, you know you know what I mean. Because Canelo is a uh, you know what I mean. He's the he's the money maker. He's right now so you know what i mean in, in this boxing in this, in this boxing game so um it's sad and, it, and it's sad to know too that that canelo's really not his own uh boss where he could dictate and and say who he wants to fight because uh i i believe he was he was going to fight that yeardom guy for the uh 168 pound belt that benavides dropped uh for missing weight so uh i can't believe that didn't get made i i, I was the zone i would have fucking done it i mean that's a belt that's a you know, Canelo, let him get another belt. I mean, that's just another win for your network. I mean, he's got the belt. Who's, they're going to have to come to him, right? So uh, I think they failed on that one. Who cares, man? It's pandemic year. You know, if they made the fight, make it happen. Who cares? Um, but, you know, the zone is wild and for, you know, premier premier fights. If Masvidal is a premier fighter, out of, you know, shit, man, might as well get McGregor. Right. Uh, any, of these, any of these UFC dudes just to come in here to, to kill this fucking contract because if they want these kind of premier fights, you know, if Masvidal is a premier fight, we'll make it fucking happen, man. You know, just kill this fucking yeah, contract, exactly. man. And, uh, you know what I mean? So, uh, but yeah, that, man, as far as that. That's a problem with UFC, too. Because mm-hmm. do they really want their guy? They have ESPN and ESPN Plus. You have to have ESPN Plus to get the pay-per-views, right? So does UFC yeah. really want to introduce, you know, and help, you know, build up this zone to make that fight even? <laughs> That's another thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, of course, yeah, that, that would suck because I'm sure Dana White, uh, he seems pretty greedy, right? Like the, like one of those dudes. So I would I would think he wouldn't want that kind of deal for his fighter. But uh, but I don't know. We've seen crazier shit, right? I mean, McGregor got to go fight uh, uh, fucking Mayweather. I mean, I mean that was a that was yeah. a big deal, and that was on another network. You know, what I mean, that was on Showtime. So but that was on. Uh, but I don't I don't know. I mean, you know? if they make it happen, man, make it happen. I mean, if uh, Dana White, I mean, he shouldn't be he shouldn't be uh, denying a fighter to make this amount of money. Like even if it's uh, out of his organization. I mean the 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 money is real. So, but I mean the the the, right. the fight doesn't seem real. Like Canelo doesn't seem. Like he wants it. Obviously, he's already gone and said in public that it's not a fight that he's interested in. Um, it's not respected by uh, the public, the, the boxing, the media, and all that shit. So he's already pretty much said he doesn't want it. This is just me talking, right? But uh, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, as far as that, uh, yeah, Dana White, I don't see him uh, giving a chance to another fighter like that just because uh, McGregor, McGregor is just a, you know, he was a, you know, he was a, a like this leprechaun, you know what I mean? Like, like, you know what I mean? Like just kind of this enigma 
that uh, that sold a lot of money. You know what I mean? So that's why that made a lot of money. But I don't know. But as far as that man, um, you know, Canelo. Uh, hopefully, he sees the the light, uh, sees the light, and gets out of that contract somehow. Uh, if it, if uh, I don't know, uh, maybe Oscar La Jolla could help. I don't know. I really don't know the details about it. So. But, man, yeah, as far as that, Chris, uh, let me get out of here, bro. Thank you for having me on. Viva Ropa Dope and Viva Mexico. There you go. Thanks a lot, man. It's good hearing from you guys. Take it easy. Have a great weekend. We'll be back next week. Peace. Once you become the world champion, I believe that You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand the chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed.